brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave. Got my guy DJ Real One on the show today. Talk about his new album, Direct Flight. But before we do that, play some songs from that album. Let's do some sponsor stuff. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter Blue Glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. The past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. I'm guilty of that. When I'm going to sleep, the lights are off. The kid and the wife are sleeping. I'm sitting here playing on the phone in the dark with this light shining in my face. And it's probably not good for me. Probably a bad idea. (laughs) As well as watching scary movies before I go to sleep as well. But yeah, it's not a good idea to strain your eyes with these small screens as much as we are. Our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for our digital age and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign you've been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love Love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. This is the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave. Big up to my guy Chubbs, who's on the last episode. If you did not hear that episode, go check it out. We talk about Reese's Pieces. We talk about eating pasta in venues that are not normal. And yeah, we talk about his music, too. So <laughs> had a lot of fun talking to him. Go back to the episode. Check it out. You definitely will have a lot of fun listening to me and Chubbs chop it up. Today's episode, we got my guy here, DJ Real One. It's not just somebody who's on here to promote album somebody actually know so it's a very very easy for me to have him on here and just just talk about everything we've, we've done and things we've done in the past and this album coming up direct flight Def- definitely need to check it out go to Bandcamp, follow him on social media dj real one that's o-n-e and definitely follow head knock records see everything they're up to 
This Direct Flight album is some pure heat. You're going to hear three songs from that album on this podcast today. So salute to my guy, DJ Real One. Really had a lot of fun talking with him. And it just, like I said, just very easy because I know him. And he's in the Third Time Club. It's a very exclusive club. Only him and Jason Griffith have been on this show three times. So salute to him for being on here for a third time. Follow the show on all digital platforms. You can go on iTunes, Spotify, Pod Hero, Pod Chaser, all the pods, Blueberry, Castbox, places like that. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Infinite Banter Podcast. Go on Apple Podcasts, go on Pod Chaser and rate and review the show. And you always check out the show on YouTube as well. There'll be clips on there. If you go on YouTube, type in Infinite Banter, you will find clips from past guests and things of that nature. All right, let's go ahead and let's get into it. Let's talk to my guy DJ Real One about his new album, Direct Flight. Play a couple songs from it. He's got some cool stories in there. We got a fun most Def story in there. Talk about Shock G a little bit. Just a lot, a lot to get into. And his favorite AJ Styles. I think we even talked about that too. So, <laughs> all right, man, let's go ahead and get into this. The Infinite Banter podcast never begins until you hear the one and only DMC say this. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now you're listening to Infinite Banter because we will banter on forever because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. You know how we do on this show. When we have a musical guest, we're going to play a song to get you excited about the album we're about to talk about. So strap it in. Get into first class. We're going to take a direct flight with my man DJ Real One featuring M. Doc Diego. This track right here is 30. Man, so excited that these two guys, not just one song together, but two songs. So this is great. Go check out Direct Flight. Check out my man DJ Real One, M. Doc Diego. But here we go on the Infinite Banter Podcast. 30, DJ Real One, M. Doc Diego. And on the other side of this, I'll talk to my man DJ DJ Real One. Strap it in on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Let's go. Like Worthy, I came up around birdies. No badminton, 
This bad hints me Family ties like Corleone Till next November I heard he gone Tell my cousins hold their head I'm about to put a on My heart in DNA All in these songs A result show a thorough one From the lost borough son Unmatched on the sand Talk for one to this bracelet For my daughter A chain for my son Patience with what I taught her To the top I had it I'm just begun This weight on my shoulders Weigh a ton Put the city on my back Just for fun Hit it, give him some With a mean drum It's M. Diego Me, y'all know me well Made the game get familiar The show and tell Set the ball, raise the scale Then blaze the L Oui, mais je me suis retourné sur vos mensonges à tous. Tenez, lisez les nouvelles. It's M. Diego, and you're now listening to Infinite Banner Podcast with DJ Soundwave. Let's go. You're tuned into the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am DJ Soundwave. And right now, man, part of the Three Timers Club, his third time on the show, known as Dude a Long Time. New album out right now, Direct Flight, Don't Sleep. It's on Bandcamp. All kinds of stuff he's had out in the past. You've heard him on two episodes before talking about those other projects like Universal Law, Low Fly. What am I forgetting here? What am I forgetting? Trocar Alley, the one and only, not in the studio, a.k.a. the dining room. Not even in Chicago, man. Sure. The one and only oh. DJ Real One. What is up, man? What's good, man? I'm in the building. I'm happy to be back here, but I'm not in the building. You're in a building. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I mean, uh, let the listeners know, man, that uh, this is probably one of the first times I've ever called you. Usually we're, you know, chilling in person. I'm in the studio or we're hanging out. So this is really weird just to be on the phone with you. Happy to be here, man. You know what? I'm going to give you some history you probably don't even know about because, you know, we don't talk on the phone. We just do texting or exactly. emails right. or social media shit. The only time me and this dude ever call each other is because we're outside each other's house. Like, hey, man, I'm outside. <laughs> you want me to ring the bell? You want me to knock on the door? How you want me to do this? Like, that's the only time the phone calls happen. Exactly. And yep. I'm giving you props right here. The first person I ever texted, this is crazy, some mind-blown shit. It was you because <laughs> I didn't really know what texting was. So when I got my phone in like 2002, oh you're like, man, God. just text me. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> wow, that is ancient history, man. And remember oh. back in the day, dude, I don't know how you were with your, your, uh, your plans. You could only have so many texts a month. So I had yeah, to like, I got exactly. pissed off and someone would send me like three texts that had like two words. I'm like, motherfucker, send it all in one because that shit cost <laughs> me something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember those, the good old days, man. The texts were free after 9 p.m. Dude. Like, yeah, text me, text me after 9. And phone calls too. Yeah. Shout out to yeah, Preach. Exactly. Whenever he called me, like, dude, don't call me at 6 o'clock, man. Wait till like late. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, man. But it worked out back then because we were late night people back then, you know. So we were always out after nine anyway. Man, I'm going to give you some new personal shit. I don't go to bed now anytime after 11 o'clock these days. As a matter of fact, more times than not, like <laughs> 10 o'clock, I'm in the bed. And I just wow. got the vaccine, the second one. I'm going to ask you about okay. that in a minute. Dude, yeah. on uh, two nights ago, because I got the chills and everything, I was in bed at 845. Wow. What the I hell is going that. on, dude? That is old man, Steve. That's what that is, man. <laughs> I can't hang, man. I can't hang anymore, dude. Wow. That's crazy, man. 
That is insane. Like it's right now, good, man. oh yeah. See, like right now, it's ten thirty in the morning in Chicago. Generally, on my day off, I like maybe woke up ten minutes ago. I've been up for three that's hours. A, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to believe, man. I remember the days we would sleep till two two p.m. You know, stay out till four a.m. Sleep till two p.m. Yeah, but, uh, and, and another crazy thing. I know a lot of people listening are like, "Come on, get to the album." We will do that. Direct flight <laughs> out right now. Bandcamp. Don't sleep. That's right. You can hear some songs. You already heard one. My man, M. Doc Diego, will play a couple more later. But the crazy thing is, like, with this vaccine, man, it made me feel like I was hungover. And the last time I was hungover was hanging out with you and Joel, Mr. 78, out in Chicago going to see that MZM show. I haven't done anything wow. since then. That's so. a long time ago, man. Yeah. So it's two, I'd back, say two years, maybe? That's 2019? No, no, 2018. Yeah, Oh, wow. Damn. So yeah, I remember that show. Shout out MZM, by the way. Yeah, big up to him. And uh, I'm only bringing that up because that's the last time I remembered feeling like that. Because I went to work <laughs> for two days feeling like complete right. crap. And uh, I think wow. you might have heard on that King Mighty episode I yeah. did. I talked about going to work still, and they're kind of joking about it. I'm like, I might as well go to work. I mean, I don't want to be home and get paid for it, right? Yeah, and you waste uh, a vacation yeah. day. I'll right. go to work and just be useless. And so whatever. <laughs> I did the same thing, man. It was funny because actually the day I listened to that episode, I didn't tell you this, but I, I had my shot the day before and I was driving to work feeling like crap. And I'm like, man, why am I going to work? I should just stay home, call in sick. But I I was cracking up when I heard you say that because I was like, I'm literally driving to work feeling like this. He has no idea what he's about to experience. Dude, you should have <laughs> warned me because if he scheduled it on a Tuesday and I work Monday through Thursday every week. So like I knew I was in for it. And that first one was so easy. Other than like a sore arm, I mean, it really wasn't that bad. So I'm like, come on, yeah. what's, what's the worst I'm going to get? I'm a little tired. Ugh, big deal. I'm tired all the time. I got a two-year-old. I'm exactly. always tired. This ain't nothing for me. Bring right. me something harder than that. You know, it's like, oh, shit, the chills. <laughs> you didn't tell me about this it. one. Dude, they were bad, <laughs> man. Speaking of this vaccine, man, I, I got to talk to you about this one. So the last time you were on this show, this is episode 75. You were on 34. That's, first of all, it's mm. a lot of episodes in between. And you've yeah. had a lot of music come out since then. But right. I, I got to get serious, man. The last time you were here is, a, is the last time shit was normal. Because you yeah. were coming back from overseas talking about how things are over there. You were in masks and your social media videos and people were probably clowning you, I think you told me. Yeah, it was crazy. I was in Taiwan for Chinese New Year of 2019 or 20, 2020. I think or it could have been 19. It might have been uh, January. I'm not sure. But anyways, I was out there and I remember coming back. We had scheduled the interview and I told you, I said, hey. Uh, let's push this interview back two weeks because I want to make sure that I'm, you know, I don't have this coronavirus before I, you know, enter your, your building. I don't want to be around, you know, your daughter and your family if I have this. So I remember actually pushing back our interview because of this. And everybody was kind of scared of me. They thought, you know, I, I had this, you know, coronavirus. I was wearing a mask. I just want to put this on record. I've said it before, but there's no question you, you, you know me. I was probably the first person to even rock the mask out here, man. And not only that, see, everybody was thinking like, oh, you're bringing something here. It was already exactly. here. That's the dumb part. It was already here. <laughs> you know, exactly. our government didn't seem to care. Yeah. They didn't do anything to prevent it or actually do anything yeah. to help stop it. But you knew it right away and uh, salute to you. And it's just crazy to me because I'm thinking like the last time you were on here, that's the last time things were regular to a point. You know, I mean, obviously things weren't regular, but as regular as they could have been. Because, like, I think, what, two weeks later, shit hit the fan. 
Yeah, I, I actually went back and listened to that episode, and I think you were interviewing me, asking me about how's the virus out there, you know, how, you know, you were asking me about it, and I was telling you how everybody wears masks, so it's not too bad, you know, they're controlling it, and yeah, it, it just, it just blew up right at that moment, like, probably right after that interview, and so much has changed in the, in the past year, man, like, I'm, as you can see, I'm not there right now, so, uh, Right. I took my direct. I took my direct flight, and I got out. I got out of there. So, Episode thirty-four. Right. If you want to go back and listen to it, BC before COVID, uh, when me and <laughs> BC, I like that. <laughs> when me and Real were talking about normal shit, except for like, yeah, well, I heard about this COVID thing. You know, it seems like it's mm-hmm. a big deal over there. Uh, you know, whatever. You know, take an aspirin. You know, whatever. It's no big deal. And then <laughs> two weeks later, I ain't going yeah. to work <laughs> for three for three yeah. months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah who saw that one coming man it's crazy man yeah man so salute to you for uh being ahead of all this stuff but it doesn't change anything i mean life is still crazy we both are vaccinated so thankfully for that and uh you talked about it man not only have things changed since then you've changed you've got a whole new album but it's not the way you've made your last albums because you're not in chicago anymore your studio is obviously not the same because it was in Chicago, right. in the in the crib. Yeah, Talk about this album, Direct Flight, man. What was it like recording an album, making an album, doing all that out of your element in a whole new city? Your whole life is upside down. I can't even imagine what that's like. You know, it's crazy. I mean, I, I was really on a roll in 2020 when COVID hit. I was in there. I already had a Universal Law uh, was about to drop right around March last year, I believe. Shout out to Dracob's Channel 7, by the way. Salute. Um, yeah, Universal Law was just about to drop, so we had difficulty promoting it because, you know, the pandemic hit, and then we came out with Low Fly, um, Trocar Alley. I came out with maybe three or four albums last year, so I was really on a roll, and then all of a sudden, let me let it be known that music is not my only job. <laughs> right, everybody's, so, yeah. <laughs> let me let me just cl- drop that real quick before I move on. I think you've asked past guests about how COVID affected them, and they said, you know, it helped them, it, you know, help them uh, cr- be creative, you know, it helped them have more time to drop material. So to answer your question, for me, it was the exact opposite. So because of COVID, you know, I had lost my job in Chicago and I get, I was given the option to relocate or take unemployment. So yeah, that's a bad to, option. I mean, that's like, those are not even choices. dude. <laughs> it's just like, it's a pretty bad option. So I, I basically said, Hey, you know what? Let me take a chance. You know, uh, Houston is available, you know, to relocate. So I'll check it out and see how I like it. You know, that kind of stopped my whole music career for a, for a moment, but I didn't want it to stop. I said, you know what? Like, I'm going to keep making beats. I'm going to keep, keep in contact with all my people and we're going to keep, keep it moving. I was in a hotel for a few weeks and you know, I brought my MPC with me and I basically pounded out all, I'd say maybe 50% of the album is made in that hotel. And then I got an apartment. I made the rest of it there, but um, yeah, there was no speakers at all. So I have to use my headphones. That's and crazy. I basically, I just, you know, it's crazy because you've been to my studio plenty yeah. of times and you, and, you know, and same thing, my homie, Mr. 78, like when he would always come over to the studio and tell me, hey, man, I want to hear how this sounds on the speakers, you know, that's the true test. That. That's the true test. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's like when you play something in the car, like it sounds like like I'll, this dumb podcast, I'll, I'll play it in these headphones and a computer like eh, that sounds all right. 
you know, played in, you know, somewhere else. And like, oh, this sounds right. All right. So same thing for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, Speakers. man, basically, I, I've, and I'm, all the albums you've heard in the past, I mean, I did that in the studio, and for those who haven't been there like you, uh, it's it's a homemade studio, but it's fairly large, I got a mic, a mic booth, I got, you know, the speakers, I got a big desk, I got all the records, so to be out of my element like that was tough, but on a positive note, I feel when you put those headphones on, any producer listening, they can kind of vouch for this, you, you're kind of in the zone, and, you know, you, you get a different feeling as opposed to the speakers. The speakers are almost like a secondary test. So you can, you know, EQ it and, you know, fix things. But yeah, I was, I was really in the zone, man. So hopefully I'm hoping when people listen to the album, they can hear, you know, hear that that zone, hear where I was at when I made it, you know. So, and, you know, I'll, I'll say this too, you know, from the DJ side of things, when you try to mix a record without headphones, not easy right. to do. So, oh, yeah. So you get a better feel for it with the headphones. I feel like you've already got that, you know. Right experience that other producers might not have that maybe didn't DJ or didn't know what it was like to, you know, be in a loud environment with headphones on trying to focus on something and, and create, you know, a blend or a mix. And then, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, it's not necessarily the same thing, but I think like that's the, the groundwork for it. Cause you know, yeah. I, I know how hard it is to try to blend something without headphones and it's just off right. and whack and it doesn't, you know, sound right. And, you know, you know better than me cause you're, you're on the next level yeah, compared to what I'm doing. But yeah, man, <laughs> I would say producers out there that are listening, you know, um, you definitely want to invest if, if you are in an apartment building, you definitely want to invest in a good pair of headphones, you know, where you can get a good sound quality. You don't want you don't want to use some cheap ones, you know, and I think I, I do have a nice pair that can help me you know, hear the different sounds and everything. So those that's dollar store important. headphones, yeah, that those aren't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's not going to work, man. <laughs> Speaking of the DJ yeah. thing, man, I got to ask you this because I feel like I might have to lose that label soon if I don't make a mix. Do you ever get to a oh, point, wow. dude, where like you haven't made a mix in so long that like, man, I can't keep calling myself DJ because I don't do any DJing anymore. Man, I, I was thinking about this, that, you know, the other day. <laughs> Like I keep calling myself DJ Soundwave. I'm like, I have no proof that I do anything with records because there's nothing except for like a year ago I made a mix. Like I don't know. I'm thinking like, damn Bro, man. <laughs> that that is the best question. That's the best question that I was hoping you wouldn't ask. <laughs> oh because, shit. Uh, no, it's man, more for me than you. Because <laughs> you have no, a history. <laughs> I, it's funny because I really haven't DJed in a long time. I mean, like in a in a club or bar setting. And um even I don't even do live stream anymore. Like before there was a while I was kind of doing some live mixes, putting them up on Mixcloud. But um during COVID too. Like, you know, we did a bunch yeah, of things. Man, that was fun, man. Yeah. I, I think sometimes people might see the DJ. Actually I'm glad you asked this because they might see the DJ and the name DJ Real One and think it's a mixtape. You know, all these albums I'm putting out are mixtapes or something. I just wanna let it be known that the first album I did as a producer was under the name Real One. So it wasn't DJ Real One. But what happened uh, when we put put out that album, we found out there was already a real one who's a he's a rapper. So my album was going under his title, under his uh, uh, profile. So I had to come back and put the DJ back on there for DJ Real One. To answer your question, yeah, I, I did try to get rid of the DJ and separate it as a producer, but that's the only reason I put it back on there. And I definitely need to make a mix, man, because I'm really rusty right now. <laughs> I didn't mean to put the pressure on you. I was just kind of feeling like, 
I haven't made one in a long time, yeah. and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't. Nah, think you either. made one more than me, man. You just made that one a couple months ago. Yeah, I, I wanted to pay tribute to those who've been on the show and do something, and that was, man. You know, the thing is, you know, during quarantine, you know how it is. You know, you get time to do stuff that makes you more creative. A lot of people look at it as like a vice, like oh, I can't go do things. Like I actually look at it the other way. I feel like we all have adapted yeah. and come up with new right. ways to to be creative or enhance what we're doing already. So that right. was a cool thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to do one again, you know, put a bunch of songs together. But, yeah, man, I, 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 you've been DJing so long, I feel like um, you've been a DJ longer than you weren't. So you get to keep that label as long as you want it. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Now I got I got your permission. So I'll Yeah, all right. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah. By the way, this is yeah, this man. is the Permission Podcast. If, whatever else. Permission Podcast. Whatever, whatever <laughs> titles you thought you had, you want to see if they're still active, right. just let me know. And um, I'll run them through my people. And then I'll go. tell you. And uh, there's really no people here. I'm by myself. So, yeah, you know how it is, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm your people, so they got to run it by me, too. There know? it is. There it is. <laughs> um, you know, but I just want to let heads know, like, and if you listen to any of my albums, there might not be a lot of scratching on there, but this one has a couple tracks with cuts. Uh, for sure, the last one definitely did. But those, that's me doing the scratches. So that kind of keeps my DJ credit, I guess, as long as I do a couple cuts here and there on the album, you know. That's a good point. Improve. That's a good point because, yeah, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they put that DJ name on there and all they're doing is like they're standing in at their, you know, their whatever you call it, tablet or whatever, hooked up to some sort of... DJ Khaled. Khaled. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> you know, everybody who's... Say that? Hope, yeah, you did. Hopefully man. he doesn't listen. But, no, yeah. he, I don't think so. He's on next week, though, so <laughs> I'll play back for him. Oh, anyway. damn. My bad. <laughs> Another one. Um, right. <laughs> stupid. But, you know, these people, who you know, they have their live mixes on Instagram or whatever, and it's like, I watch it, and I'm like, eh... You got the nice equipment and everything, but I don't I don't know if you really know what it's like to do this. And I, I can't really speak on it like you can, of course, but I mean just the way that it just feels like anybody can do it. And I sometimes I kind of feel like you know, people are doing it and they don't really have the experience and the knowledge of the music and they just want right. to stand there and play press a bunch of buttons and dance around and feel like they're having a great time, which is fine. Whatever gets you excited and you can't go to the club, I get all that, but there's a difference when yeah, you make a record and you're scratching on it, man. That that's that's a big element that people forget. Yeah, it's just different. I mean, you've been you've been in the scene for a long time. I mean, you remember you've actually probably carried crates for me. Oh shit. You know, just Yeah, man, my arm still hurts. And <laughs> I thought it was the vaccine shot, but it was actually yeah, that that Club <laughs> Eden crate in two thousand two or whatever. Back, <laughs> came back to haunt you. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I remember back in the day, uh, there was some female DJs and man. I give them, you know, the ultimate props because they actually, you know, would carry their crates in there. I mean, but nowadays, you you know, no, I'm not putting down any female DJ. I'm just saying, like, back in the day, you had to, like, carry those crates in. Now, it's just a laptop. You know, you'll be my witness. That's kind of one of the reasons I stopped was because I didn't want to get into that new new era of laptop DJing. You know, I, I invested so much in these thousands of records, you know. Yeah. I didn't want to make that transition. But... I'm not dissing anybody who does. Um, I think it's a, a valid tool, especially for people that travel, you know, as they get older, DJs that get older, they can't carry that stuff around, you know. We talked about this before, easy. you know, the, the people that have I been doing so, this for yeah. a long time, you know, like for yeah. instance, I'll give you an example. I mean, you saw him live, Pete Rock. We saw him do a live 
set. Right. Dude came up there to the stage. Well, it's not really stage. The DJ booth. He just had it hanging around his neck. He just had the flash drive. I was like, man, that's crazy. (laughs) Like Pete Rock's not carrying a bunch of records. Like, no. Right. He's just got it on here. Like, and you think about it, he probably just came from some other city. He's about to go to another city. He can't check a bunch of records and stuff. And like, he's put in the work. He doesn't have to prove himself. You know, so that's different. I mean, I can only imagine because I've done it a few times back in the day. It's just funny when you look back to 20 years ago, I remember flying, you know, to a couple of cities and doing shows and yeah, man, you had to get those fancy metal case, those crates, and you were only able to bring maybe two or three of them when you checked them in. And uh, so you had to be very picky about what music you brought. So imagine you bring like all classic hip hop and you go to a, a club in let's say Houston and you throw that on and they're not feeling you. Like, what do you do? All you have is these three crates, you know? So that's the true talent is how do you, do you play the B-sides? How do you how do you flip it to make this crowd happy with what you have, you know? You're listening to DJ Real One here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. And you, you bring up something that's interesting, too, because, you know, our guy Catch-22 was on here a couple months back. And we talked about Lava Lounge and things like that. Oh, wow. I can't even imagine, yeah. or you know, working on uh, WCRX, our college radio station. I'm sure you got plenty of questions about when you're doing a live show or working at a club or even doing you know anything someone would call up the show or come up to the you know the decks and be like hey can you play this record like i didn't bring it and they're just like so disappointed like ah you're whack you know you could have killed it for two <laughs> right. hours but because you didn't bring you know lottie dotty yeah. with you because it wasn't exactly. you know you didn't know where it was so you didn't even think to bring it now you're the worst <laughs> that's hilarious man yeah it's so true yeah, shout out to Catch Twenty Two, by the way, man. Yeah, big up yeah, to. I listened. I listened to that uh, episode, and it it really brought back a lot of memories, man. Uh, man, the lava lounge stuff was hilarious because I was I was clowning him a bit. Like, yeah, I know you guys would look out that window and see what kind of crowd was coming into the door, and you might switch it up. Like, if you saw like a gang of girls getting ready to walk through the door, like, hey, man, bring in that reggaeton. Turn this <laughs> turn this Sean Price off right now. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. We're gonna blend this you know, pitbull. Like, <laughs> I don't think people would No, you didn't that get that far <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots You can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine But we're just going to circle up here a while And uh, get lucky No, no, nothing like that It's just these cash prizes add up quick So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright And start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But, you know, the cool thing back then um, is they had these records. I don't know if you have any, but they were like these white labels that would have all the hits on it. So you would just you would literally just buy two or three of those. And each one would have maybe four songs on it. So that's 12 songs on the top Billboard charts. You just go back to back to each side, right? You know, you just be playing the same. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. So you wouldn't so you wouldn't have to waste your money on, you know, like a twelve dollar album just to get one, you know, 
Missy Elliott song. Let's just say I'm just throwing her name out there. That's fine. But you know, you wouldn't have to buy a whole album. You would just buy this that had all the hits on there. Surprisingly, that's where most of my DMX songs are at on these white labels. And I kind of upset about that, you know. You want to clown me real quick? I could tell you high wasted fifty dollars. Wait, what? <laughs> right now, I'm gonna tell you. Remember that uh, the only real live time ever spun. Remember the catacombs. Oh, I remember. Yeah, man. Yeah. You had all the hits, man. This is 2005. It's going back a bit for people listening. I'm taking you on a little story here. Back in time. My first ever gig at a club, my only one at a club, was at Catacomb. Dude paid me $50 at the end of the night. <laughs> I think it was either 50 or 100 I don't. I think it was 50 and, But you know, it's crazy you, you got paid, though, man, with no experience. Here's, here's the worst part about that. So... He was like, yeah, can you bring some more newer stuff? Which is crazy because I told him I played soul and, you know, real hip hop. Right. So I was like Nas and, you know, like, you know, name, right. name a soul artist. I think at the time Amory was big, you know, whatever, something like that. Yeah. So that next day, dude, the next fucking day, I took that cash, went to the record store. I bought <laughs> Gwen Stefani's full album, oh. uh, 50 Cent. Oh, What's that damn record you had? The Disco Inferno. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what the hell was her name? Uh, Mariah Carey. Some joint she did right. where she she is sung over our Run DMC sample, like all that <laughs> hot shit, like the shit that I didn't like. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Like, don't get it twisted. I didn't hate these records necessarily. I just didn't but own them. them. I didn't want yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Because that night, it's usually usually was a hip hop spot. You know that spot. We've been there millions of times. But they for never, some yeah, reason, always, yeah, yep. it was on a Tuesday night or some kind of weird day in the middle of the week. And for some reason, blonde girls just were coming in like like, like I don't know what happened. Like a bus of them just came in or something. And well, they it kept, was right there in Lincoln, Lincoln Park. So anybody in Chicago knows about catacombs. Right. And then a couple of girls that came up like, hey, do you have any? Uh, I don't know what they said. You know, whatever. Name 2005 artists that nobody likes right now that likes hip hop. Whatever. Miley Cyrus, <laughs> whatever, man. I'm like, I don't have that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Right. You can listen to this damn Nas record and be quiet. <laughs> you don't have any Britney Spears? No. Are you joking? You're going to listen to this Talib album and, and enjoy it. And shut your... and you're going to like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm. you're talking about that. And I just remember, man, it's wasting money on records and, you know, Preach. Shout out to Preach again. He clowned me like, man, why you buy all that? I'm like, because I'm trying to stay in there. And of course, he never invited me back, yeah. which is hilarious. The dude never asked me to come back and spin. He's like, I'm going to go with my other guys. Like, all right, cool. Fine. Whatever. Well, at least you still have those records till today, man. I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you got to. And you got a great story to tell on top of that. Yeah, no, I'm not even mad about it or anything. I mean, fifty dollars. I'm not like you know. It's not like damn it, I had to move out or something and live under a lower whacker or some shit. Like I'm fine. It's like, <laughs> like my life right. is ruined. But you, you're one of the few right. people that can relate to that. Like you take the money you made and you invest it in what you're doing, and sometimes you wish you didn't have to do that, and you could have put mm-hmm. it towards bread. Pretty much, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure bread right now because. That, and that's what we're doing now, you know, even with the new music. It's almost the same thing as DJing. You know, I'm I'm investing in studio time. I'm investing in, you know, design, you know, maybe buying records to sample. So it's almost the same thing. But uh, I think last time we talked about it, now you have, you know, we got a nine to five that helps us kind of pay for this uh, this love of hip hop that we, that we have, you know. That's what it's all about, man, because... You know, this podcast thing, I do the little promo uh, sponsor reads at the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. they 
they do what they do. But I mean, I'm not I'm not Joe Rogan over here. I'm not getting like mad cash coming in. Right. I still have to show up somewhere five days a week. So and, and you know, it's cool. Right. I mean, I do this for fun. I don't really do this for that. So, and I know you're making right. that music, man. It'd be I know you'd be loving it if you had like you know mad dollars coming in. Yeah, that was, that's the I, I mean that's the goal. But at the same time, that's not the goal because you know I do this because I love it. I'm not trying to make some jig. I don't even if they even call it jig anymore. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I, I don't even listen to it. I don't even know. But it is probably a lot of mumble rap out there. And if you listen to the album, you're going to hear my man Dre Cobbs doing what he does best, just dissing mumble rappers. <laughs> man, yeah, he really because went that's hard on what we him. do. <laughs> yeah, that's um, if you listen to that track, uh, I believe it's track number six. It's funny because that was actually recorded in my studio, and I'd like to say maybe. 2017 2018 so i just dug up some you know i was just digging up some old material and i found that i thought it was hilarious so i had to include it on here you know and that album was uh was that from the ground up that was on yeah from the ground up and so for those of you who haven't heard that check uh from the ground up with me and uh mr 78 and that that sec- section of drake Cobb's talking his shit uh this is like the second segment of it so it's kind of like a continuation from that album if you 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 probably recognize it as soon as you heard it yeah i know the voice is a little distorted but i definitely and i asked dre's been on here twice and i even asked him like man i I didn't know you hated him like that but i agree with you (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think that's part of you actually brought it back for the interlude and i I just realized it on um what album was that uh two albums uh, universal law right the uh, infinite interlude theme going yeah. yeah, we kept the theme going. And I think, uh, shout out my man, Channel 7. Uh, I know he, he was like, come on, man. You know, <laughs> he's like, ah, you, you ain't got to diss the mumble rappers. You know, they're, he's like, they're, they're not even in the same like category as what we're doing here. And I said, come on, man, this is what we do best. You know, it's just funny. We, we just have fun, fun with it. You know, it's not, you know, they're not even going to hear it. But I know mumble rap is kind of dead. I know everybody's dissing it, but. I just can't get enough of it, man. That's just what I do, what no. I like to do. <laughs> For those who don't know, a real one will definitely call your ass out if he has to. The, the thug days do, never ended. They just are spread out. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like, you know, seven days a week, now it's like every other Tuesday, you know. You yeah, I'd say <laughs> you've been keeping track, I see. Man, I have to because I got to make sure that I'm not falling back. You know, because I'm you getting know, I, soft. You know, I'm watching these, you know, kids videos all the time and singing Big yeah, Bird man. songs you know, with her. And and like, I got to get back to this, you know, this real one album. I can't be listening to her. Bird and Ernie singing about ducks. I need to get back to this direct flight <laughs> record. But, you know, it's it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's not easy at all, man. I feel you. But, oh, shout out my man Catch-22, by the way. I, I want to say something about his last album, if you didn't notice it. And I'm hoping you did. Uh, he was able to put out a full album that is 100% uh, clean, so there's no uh, cursing on it. That's amazing. He edited this. He edited the songs that did have curses on it. So I think that's right up your alley, man. Um, anybody that got kids out there, you know, this is perfect for you. You know, check out my man Catch 22s album as well. You know, I, I'm I'm not the same. I wasn't able to do that on my album, but um, <laughs> I definitely I definitely respect him for that. You know. And, and, you know, shout out to Catch for that. And, and the cool thing when you do that, it's one thing to, like, not have cursing in there and it sounds, like, maybe corny because you're, like, using different words instead of the curse words. But I never really, how do I put it? I never, when I was listening to it, I never thought, like, oh, man, this is this is soft because of it. 
Like it didn't change no, right. the, the product. Like the product was just as good whether it had cursing or not cursing. I didn't even realize exactly. it wasn't there. So, you know, shout out to Catch. Exactly. Definitely. And speaking of features, man, I mean, you know, Drake Hobbs, Catch, you know, they've been on the show. Drake Hobbs and right. Channel 7 are on your album. Yeah, my man, M. Doc Diego, we got to talk about that record too. I mean, there's so many joints on this Direct Flight album. I'm trying to think where to start. I guess I'll just go right yeah. off with M. Doc Diego, man. We heard this song coming in. 30 man you guys just cooked Fire. up uh just man just speaking of putting stuff together i mean this is what you wanted right here this is that you put the flavoring in and and, and, and stirred it perfectly and <laughs> no there's doubt, cuts man. on that song too so yeah and you know um i just want to let it be known that i i know i said this last uh episode i was on but i am a fan and a, a loyal listener of infinite bands the number so, one by the way not just real one, one right the, here, the huh? loyal one <laughs> <laughs> the loyal one is in the building. But yeah, man, I, I want to let it be known because that's how I found out about my man, M. Doc Diego, is through your show. And I, I was like, when I first heard him, uh, the project he did with Manzu Beats, get familiar, man, that get familiar with M. Doc because that is fire. Uh, make sure you check out his, his projects. And I had to be a part of it, man. I had to get him involved. Uh, as soon as I heard him, I know I contacted you and said, hey, man, can you uh, link me up with him because I want him to, uh, I want to try, I, I just wanted to try to get him on the album. I didn't know he was going to come through for me. Right. So um, twice. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to you for uh, making that connection and uh, shout out to M Doc for coming through with that straight heat. Uh, I think that's probably, you know, one of my favorite tracks on there is the 30, but he's also got another track on there called, uh, I titled it Shy Rock. Chicago to Rochester, for those of you who don't know your airport codes, that, that joint is just fire, man. So thank you for uh, making that connection because I was in the process of moving uh, down here to Houston, so I wasn't able to really link up with him. So I had to have you help me out with that. So I appreciate that, man. No, no doubt, man. And like I said, I just felt like uh, like a proud father or something. Like, man, uh, my, <laughs> my boys got together. They put a record out and shit. They did two of them. And, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll go back a bit. Like when you first started making beats, we're talking like 2012, 2013. What year would you say you started doing the transition from DJing to beats mostly? Yeah, I think I was still spinning around 2011, 2012, and then I kind of took the beats more serious right around 2012, 2013. And the reason why I bring that up is because I used to always say, like, oh, real, Ghost would kill this beat. Oh, man, Ghostface would kill this beat. Man, you need to get Ghost. (laughs) Whatever about that. Now I'm in an era where I'm like, yo, man, you should work with M. Doc Diego. (laughs) You're you're coming to me. Like, we actually, like, kind of know these people who are hungry to get on tracks, right. you're hungry to work with artists, and it's just a natural connection. So, you know, it'd be great, you know, if Ghostface called you up, said, I want to work on a track, you know what I mean? But that's not going to happen. Yeah, man. You know, the beats or, I sent him, he wasn't feeling, man. Right, right. And, you know, we had <laughs> the reference King Mighty again, they're talking about sending beats to Raekwon. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, okay. I, that's, felt, that's, I felt him on that, man. That's you know, crazy. About that. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. So instead of all that, Drake Hobbs, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Channel Seven people, you know, Morlocks, people that you actually have connections with, go ahead and let them rock on these beats and just just make some dope shit, man. Yeah, you know, I think um, I wanted to, you know, talk about it a little bit. You know, in the community, the underground community, there's there's underground hip hop, and then there's like below the surface hip hop. You know, like that underground hip hop you're talking about. Almost, it's almost mainstream. You know, you're talking about MF Doom. You're talking about Ghostface, Raekwon. That, that's underground, yes, but it's not the underground that we're doing. And there's a huge community out here with a guy, a guy like me who maybe only has like 700, 800 followers on IG or, 
you know, somebody like Dre Cobbs or Channel 7. Yes, we, we might not have the million followers, but we can make just as good at music as some of these, you know, uh, bigger named artists. So like when you hear M. Doc Diego, he can easily be played right next to, you know, West Side Gun or somebody like that. You know, same thing with Dre and Morlocks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you talked about having songs played next to, you know, big time artists. You just did a post on Instagram where that joint Shyrock is is on a playlist with some, right. some heaters. I mean, some well-known artists. Yeah. Talk about just having oh, your seeing your song yeah. sandwiched with some some real heat like that. That's that's got to make you humble a bit and just proud at the same time. Yeah, man. I mean, because it's it's kind of like when I used to DJ on the radio station, I would you know I would play somebody like uh, like shout out my man Pugs Adams. Like I would play a Pugs Adams right back to back with a ghost face, you know, um, artists like that or SB, you know, SB's up there right now. But back then, you know, when he was just getting started, we would play his music because that's just, we just felt it was equal. You know, it was equal to the Wu-Tang. It was equal to the, you know, to the uh, MF Doom. Without a doubt. You know what I mean? So that's where do you think these guys started from? They started from the college radio. You know, they started from the underground circuit because people like me and you, we have that ear to what's hot, you know? And as DJs, we know what should be being played. I don't have access to the radio anymore. I don't have the connections I used to have. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, but I think uh, we definitely have the ear. The ear never goes away. So we know what's going, what's hot in the underground scene. Oh, without a doubt. And uh, just to reference that mix, I was talking about I made earlier. It's on SoundCloud. Go ahead and find me on there. I actually had, you know, on there, I had Gangstar and Public Enemy right next to SB. And, you know, mm. you and Dre Cobbs and Channel 7. Right. And, you know, exactly. it just that was the whole point. To me, like, there is no real difference. Like, good hip-hop is right. good hip-hop. And, you know, we could sit here and talk about what level it's on and where it is as right. far as, like, you know, money-making or followers and all that. But to me, right. a good record's a good record. And, you know, a good record belongs next to another good record regardless of how many units it's moving or followers and right. all that so yeah salute salute a real one there it is when when That's when right. m doc diego made that record i was like yo real <laughs> he's calling you out well, man you know when when i heard that record i hope he's listening because when i heard that record that's what did it for me i thought to myself i was like man i wish i wish that i had made this record with him because that that was one of my favorite tracks and uh i'm so happy that i got him on this joint right here because um that stuff he did with Manzu Beats is amazing, man. I'm I'm definitely a fan of that. Salute a real but, um, one when you see him. And you know what? Him and Manzu are coming on together uh, next month on this show. Oh, so wow. I've had them both That's on before, but separate. But right. from what I understand, we're going to get them both together. And I, I'm looking forward to that one. Damn. That's going to be crazy. That's going to 
Yeah, it's gonna be what's up, man. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, and you know, M Doc, and he'll be it'll be his third time, so he'll be joining the club. Very exclusive, real. You know, you're you're part <laughs> of it right here. I'm proud to be part of it, man. But I'm also part of the only club of the in studio guests. There it is. So not not that many of us, but uh, no, there's only one back. of you. <laughs> I don't think there's any other ones. I mean. All right, man. Okay, if you count my daughter because she cried during the first SB interview, <laughs> if you, you count that one, then yeah, yeah. she counts. <laughs> That's funny. But she wasn't scheduled to be on the show. She just kind of was. <laughs> Special appearance. If you go back and listen to that one, I believe it's episode 15. Like I felt bad because you know me and SB were chopping up for so long, and you know we all have a history at Columbia College and everything, like you know meeting right. there and everything, and. I could hear her crying in the other room. I'm like, come on, SB. Uh, I got so much to ask you still, but she's she's not cooperating. She gave me a whole hour, and she's like, that's it. Come get me, or it's going to get crazy. <laughs> it's, I don't know if you got your dog barking on the track ever, something like that. You know, maybe Allison screaming at you to come take out this trash, oh, anything boy. like that. <laughs> no, not that I know of, because on my, on my end, it's pretty easy to, to edit it or cut it out, but. There you go. You know, sometimes if I would have a MC recording, sometimes, uh, you know, my dog would be barking and we'd have to like re-record it. But I caught it right away, you know. Or you put that shit in there. You do like, uh, what's that BC Boy record? Yeah. Sure shot. It starts off with a dog barking. <laughs> They're probably like, fuck it. Just leave it in there because this dog won't shut up. We'll just put it in the song. There it is. It's, it's I, in there now. I probably should have left it in. It would have been more memorable, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. We'll get back to the album in a second. But I, I do want to ask you about the difference because you're in Houston now. And you, your your roots are in Chicago. What's the yeah, vibe hip hop wise in Houston? I know that's probably a long answer, but uh, what's it so, like down there? You know, I've only been out here um, for about six months, so it's hard for me to really give you a good answer on that. But what I will say is that since I've been down here, I met a couple cats. Uh, I kind of, you know, when I went to the studio, um, I want to take a second shout out my man Chubbs Malone who helped me mix this record. Yeah, I met I met with him. He kind of put me on to the difference. I guess there's a difference kind of like Chicago where you have a north side and a south side. For those of you who know uh, the Paul Wall, uh, Michael, uh, 5,000 watts, those cats are from the north side. And um, that's a whole nother scene. And then the south side is like DJ Screw, Fat Pat, kind of like those guys. And then you got uh, UGK, who's not even from Houston, but they kind of rep it. As far as the scene goes here, um, they definitely have a hip-hop scene. I have noticed, I haven't been there yet, but uh, once a month they have like a hip-hop showcase at one of the, um, it's called the Hip-Hop Flea Market. They have that once a month where a lot of b-boys show up and they got DJs. And it's definitely like the real underground hip-hop scene, kind of like we used to have in Chicago where they were kind of like a park jam almost. And then on the other end, they also, I saw they had Rakim was here, uh, EPMD, Slick Rick's coming up next month. So they wow. definitely have they definitely have the same kind of scenery that that most places have. But as far as the local artists, I don't. I'm still new here. I'm still trying to do some research. So I'd like to. If anybody's listening, I definitely want to link up with some local artists eventually, and try to um, have somebody on my next album. You know, that would be dope. I think. Yeah, without a doubt. And in this direct flight album, and you've referenced a lot of. You know, I haven't flown obviously as much as you have. Um, I actually haven't been on a plane in like four years. So a lot of that to do with COVID, but, you know, other things right. too. But I was reading, you know, a lot of the track titles are named after airports. Like ORD is O'Hare. I know that one easy. And, you <laughs> I know, hope you know that one. Yeah. <laughs> ROC, Rochester. I can right. kind of figure out that's Rochester because I know that's where MDOC's from. Right. But 
And I've been to San Francisco, so SFO. Was that on here, one of these? Was that one? I don't I don't think S- – yeah. Oh, okay. That's one of my favorite flights. Right. Uh, SFO, F- SFO to Taipei. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's right here, track seven. Yeah. So you can go down this list, and uh, you can see some of the track titles. And I, I literally have been to, I'd say, almost all of those places, and I've taken most of those flights. A couple of them I had to change the routes <laughs> just to make them sound better. Right. But the final destination, I believe there's only two of them that I haven't been to. And that would be, uh, since we're talking about airport codes, that would be the Houston to Bogota. That's B-O-G, Bogota, Colombia. I haven't been there, but the reason, I just want to clear it up. The reason that some of these are titled like that is because that's where I sampled the record from. So track five was a sample uh, from a record from Colombia. Shout out my man, uh, my man Mark. His name is also MJ. <laughs> Salute, man. <laughs> Another man, real one. What's up? Yeah, my, my man Mark Jimenez. Uh, shout him out real quick. He hooked me up with a record from Colombia that I sampled for that track. The Taipei record. I bought that record in Taipei. Uh, Narita bought a record from Japan. So basically, all the records that are titled with an airport code are records that I bought in that country. Anybody knows that I love to fly. That's kind of why I named this. Two reasons I named it Direct Flight. Number one, because I love taking flights. And number two, because the only flight that I took last year, the only flight was the ORD to IAH. Because every travel was shut down so i literally only took that one flight (laughs) man that is a really cool concept i know nobody's done that before where they're sampling sounds and records from different areas countries cities whatever and then incorporating that into a title like that man it's kind of like a treasure hunt you're trying to figure out okay what is what is iah i gotta look this up now and see where he (laughs) copped this it's like it's like i'm trying to figure out like hey where who, who, who do you sample who's from iah you know what? What what, uh, what artist is from there? Let me let me figure this out. Ah, I can't figure it out. All right, I'll go. I'll move on the, to SFO instead. You know. That's hilarious, man. I think the best one is the uh, ACT. You can Google that one. Anybody listening, Google that later. I gotta leave some gems for you. You know, I gotta let you do some research. There it is. So if you look up a if you look up ACT and you listen to the record, I think that's one of my favorites. And I have not been there. I have not been to ACT. But anyone listening right now, Google it. You're gonna laugh when you see where it is. And you're gonna be like, oh, I get it. Once you hear the, once you hear the song, there it is. Another track, you know, which it really hit me in the heart. And you know, you're not much younger than me. Old man rap, because that's, you know, that's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that one, man. I definitely can relate it's, to that one. <laughs> that's funny. I, I was gonna mention that track earlier when we were talking our old man stuff about sleeping early. Um, <laughs> but shout out my man, uh, my man Achilles. Um, he really came through on that track. Uh, we were going back and forth and he loved the beat. You know, I kind of reformatted it uh, for his liking. And when he told me the track title, I said, oh, I, I said, oh, you, you call it old man rap? And he's like, yeah, man, wait till you hear it. And uh, when I heard it, I, I was like, yeah, it's some real, some real spit. Like he just, you know, he, he just got that flow, man. And um, I love it. I think the title is, is, is funny. I think it works because that's kind of what we are right now. I mean, I know we're not that old, but we're not, young where we listen to that trap and that mumble so um yeah man <laughs> old man rabbit is what it is man <laughs> no it, it's like that's, that that's a joint though man it's that thing growing up i mean when you're a kid and your parents don't understand why you like this run dmc record or who's ll cool j you know shout yeah. out to ll by the way for getting into the hall of fame salute and yeah, jay-z yes, but um you know you're like what is this you know because i would actually ask you know my parents to buy me 
You can give me, I need Houdini on cassette. And they're like, what is that? I'm like, ugh. <laughs> you know, because you know, they, they, yeah, they didn't yeah. listen to it. They didn't hate it. I salute them for, you know, at least care enough to go to Tape World and look in the section right. and find that Fat Boys right. tape or whatever. Um, so, yeah, the right. old man rap, I mean, you were definitely, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, now I'm that dude. Because then I hear my 10-year-old nephew yeah. playing something. He's like, do you like this? I'm like, uh, I don't right. even know what that is. Like, I don't even know what <laughs> genre that is. Like, what is that? Yeah. And that must it, be like funny. how they felt. That's what I'm kind of getting well, at. Well, it's here. funny because if you listen to the hook in that, he, he's like, yeah, you know, he's just, you know, it's kind of funny. He's like, yeah, these young whippersnappers don't know about that, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's funny because like if me and you are talking, like just like this podcast, how we're talking maybe trash about these, these young kids doing their trap. Thing. it's just funny like they don't they really don't know about that they really don't know about that houdini you know and uh no old man rap old man rap doesn't necessarily reference that but just the title in itself you know just is, is, says so much you know and another thing that makes me feel like old man old man rap guy is because a lot of the artists i've had on here and this is no disrespect at all not even close but when i'll ask like who some of the influences and such or even you know because wow. we've had so many losses you know in the last six months right. man i mean i and go down the right. line, and I can tell like some of them are like, well, I didn't really grow up on Shock G. I don't really know much right, about right. the Fat Boys. But DMX, right. like M-Doc, yes. he told me when he came yeah. out, like DMX, and you could hear it when he listened to his, his gruffiness. Oh, oh, yeah. He was like, Definitely. tell me about DMX. I was going to shoot a video and have like a dog with him. I was like, damn, that's ill, man. Like, And you don't think about right. it because we're older. Like DMX was an influence, right. but after like the big explosion of the golden era. So for right. them, the golden era is DMX and Black Rob and Jay-Z, and you know, stuff like that. That's a great point. Uh, that's a great point you make right there, man. I mean, I definitely agree 110%. When I, when I was listening to your show, you know, I listen all the time. I'm, I'm kind of surprised, but then I'm not surprised because, you know, obviously we are a little bit older. So, um, and, you know, looking back, I, I wasn't really the biggest DMX fan. You know, I, I might have played a track here or there, but, but now it's kind of funny now when I go back and listen to his his past albums i'm like wow man was was i sleeping at that time exactly you know what was i thinking why wasn't i that into it you know you know rest in peace dmx you know but yeah i definitely agree like there's different eras even you and me might have a different you know oh yeah i'm i'm pretty sure i hold like houdini on a higher pedestal than you do and you have like wu-tang right and and of course wu-tang's all-time great you know group maybe the best ever so like you know we're That's what I always tell people about hip hop, man. Like me and you are like only a few years apart, but that's a long time in hip hop. Like eighty six yeah. to like ninety, there's a lot that's of true. changes. Like you can't rhyme. Right. You, Curtis Blow don't make it in nineteen ninety. <laughs> like I, I love Curtis much, Blow, but yeah. we know that nineteen ninety Curtis Blow was not there anymore. Right. It's not that he forgot how to rap. It's not that he was too old. He's probably like thirty two. But the game changed. <laughs> like you can't do that yeah. anymore. So yeah, if you interview a Jay Z or if you interview LL, you know, if you interview these guys going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they might say, "Oh yeah, it's all about um, you know Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Oh no, Melly Mel is the greatest of all time. Uh, so they might have some. They might even have some people that they think are better than Wu Tang. You know, like some of those guys who didn't never get the proper respect. You know. Oh, yeah, without a Generational. doubt. Yeah, and a lot of these artists I've had on here, they're like in their 20s or early 30s. So they didn't grow up right. with the same exactly. era that I grew up with. Like they don't hold Dougie Fresh on the same pedestal that I do. And that's no disrespect. Right. It's not like they don't like him or anything. It just 
they weren't alive right. <laughs> when the show came yeah, out. Exactly. <laughs> so I can't get mad exactly. at somebody for not being like, oh man, I'm as big on Rakim as you are. Nah, I, when I first started getting into this, when I was 18, the big artist was DMX and Jay-Z. I got you. I got you. It makes sense. Right. right. It's kind of like when I used to make fun of kids. Like, why do you like the Beatles, man? They've been, they've been gone before <laughs> you were even born. And it's like, uh, all right. Yeah. And, you know, so same kind of deal, yeah. I guess, you know. But it's crazy about the DMX thing because I've been going back and listening to it and you're right, dude, him and Black Rob especially. I don't know if I didn't yeah. – I always like these guys. You you know that. We, we've talked about this before. Right. But because we come from this era where like I, at the time DMX was big, I'm listening to like Rasco and Defari yeah. or something. And it's not that I didn't like DMX. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like DMX. I have his albums. I mean, it's not like a front. But right. it was like he got so big. I remember one time I went to a wedding – and like they started playing that up in here song, I'm like, all right, I guess, oh, I guess that's it. Yeah, don't, like, don't, I, get me, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> uh, and people listening, in case you didn't know, we're both white, so you know we're we're around white people who don't necessarily like this kind of music. But when they do start to like play a song or something, you're like, oh, it's there now. Oh, they're raising a roof now. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? I had my, the same experience, man. Dude, my mom still says it's the bomb. And I'm like, I don't even know when I last said oh, that. Oh, no, she doesn't. No, she does. I mean, <laughs> sorry, mom. And, you know, it's cool. And I'll, be, out, mom. and I'll be like, mom, you said the bomb? Like, it's like 1993? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and it's cool. Like, it's cute because it's my mom That's saying funny. it. But, like, if, like, right. some 28-year-old said it, you'd be like, man, what, were you from Iowa? You just got... You know, crisscross out there or something. Why are you saying this lingo now? <laughs> so when I went to a wedding, it's a bunch of white people going out of their mind for up in here. Up in here. It was just kind of like, <laughs> I'm going to sit down. Like, yeah. this is not, uh, I should, this is the song that should get me up. And this is the one that's making me want to like. You're sitting down. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not up in here. I'm down over here. It, it's, <laughs> it's funny because I listened to it after he passed. You know, I was just listening to his greatest hits. And it's, it's uh, I mean, his bars on there are just crazy, man. I mean. It's a hardcore track. It really is, you know. And it, I don't know. Somehow it just it just crossed over into the mainstream and and just kind of. I, I think that that was our problem back then. We were so underground that we didn't like once it hit just semi mainstream or was played on B ninety six or something. We would just oh you know nope that's not for me. I don't mess with that. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, that's just how underground we were, I guess you could say. And it's no disrespect I, at all. It exactly. just means that, like, they got to right. another level and we had to, like, boost up the level that wasn't getting attention. Exactly. The artists that weren't getting right. the, the notoriety. So when you're at the club or doing your, your Illinois show, you weren't... It's not that you didn't like DMX and that's why you weren't playing it. It was like you had... To, somebody else was playing DMX. That wasn't your job. Your job was to play... Right. You know, exactly. Artifacts, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, right. Man. Right. But salute. Yeah, just like we do now, man. Uh, you know, just like we're doing now. You know, my job is to put on the Drake house, put on the, you know, Spirit King and put on the Channel 7. My job is not to, you know, to do a song with 
Britney Spears or, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. You know? <laughs> a lot of Britney Spears isn't going on. You know, what's hilarious. They were like, we're taking over where Eminem left off. The, the funny thing is, is that right. that's how that should show you how, like how out of the loop we are with like pop music. Cause we don't even know who the pop artist is <laughs> to talk so about. Sorry, I don't know. Uh, her, right. Is that, um, uh, the that's stallion or something. I, I don't know who, you know, I don't know these songs. Oh, man. by the way, I, I think Megan, Megan, the, not Megan the Megan two E's, v. right? Yeah, yeah. Megan the Stallion is the... from Houston, I, be- I believe. <laughs> I believe she's from here, and the other guy, Travis Scott, they're both from here. For all my people listening that actually know your commercial music, those two are from Houston. So when you ask me about Houston hip hop, uh, I apologize, I didn't reference them, but they're both from Houston for the record. Real ones, I'm pretty big out here. Your credential, you were talking about, you know, getting official documents and stuff on this past on this podcast before. <laughs> you just got your, right. your cred back. You know, they just gave you back okay, your, your, you. your Houston hip hop card. Just got <laughs> handed back to you with a stamp on it, like approved. <laughs> oh, and let me make sure I do not forget. I forgot to mention it. You know, I, I said his name before, but DJ Screw. I got a track on here, uh, track nineteen on the on the new album. It's called Respect the Screw. And the reason I I specifically put that as the name is because since I've been down here, I have gained the utmost respect for DJ Screw. Rest in peace. Um, I feel that's another movement that maybe me and you kind of slept on back then because we were so in, you know, into the underground, like we Wu-Tang, whatever, that we weren't paying attention to what's going on down south, you know. And um, I came down here. I bought one of his mixtapes, uh, and it's dope, man. It, and the the fact that he did it all on vinyl, and he created this music with a cassette player, uh, really gained my respect. And when you look into his Houston rap history, his name is everywhere. He is the number one out here, even bigger than the Ghetto Boys. So that really says a lot. Which is crazy, and I think um, that a lot of that just goes with just regional stuff, like. For us being in right. the Midwest in Chicago, all we ever heard about was Ghetto Boys, Underground Kings, you know, eventually right. Paul Wall and some others. But yeah, I never his name never really rang out to me. And you put me onto a couple of these artists, and I give respect to Screw too because what he was doing was just different. Like it didn't sound exactly. like he was trying to be like New York right. or West Coast. Because right. I think a lot of times people put Scarface like West Coast, like that sound, like because it was more grimy. <laughs> And I never really right. understood that. Like DLC, maybe because he went out there and was hanging with NWA, but because I think he's from Houston or Dallas, right? right? But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw, salute, man. He's definitely a legend. Yeah. So I kind of just had to name that track "Respect the Screw." Um, it's a little bit slower than what I u- usually do. That was influenced by him, and um, you know, he, he gained my respect. I definitely want to say that. I put that out there for the heads, you know? No doubt. Another track on here, I was talking about tracks hit me in the heart, that Channel 7 one, Mom's Verse. Man. Oh, man. And you were telling me that was a late addition to the album. It wasn't necessarily uh, on there at first, or or am I getting the story wrong? No, the album was done pretty much. Uh, I was going to... uh, So all the vocal tracks are mixed. So I was taking all the tracks that people send me, uh, and I was going to take them to get mixed. And he sent that to me the night before. We went back and forth. Uh, he, He had it... Originally, this is kind of a funny story. He originally had that um, over a Mr. 78 beat <laughs> that I sent him. Nice. And I don't know, he, he might have got confused. And I think he thought it was my beat. And I told him, oh, no, that's that, that's for a Mr. 78 project that I was uh, helping him work on. So he sends me that one. I sent him a different beat. He re-recorded it. 
on the new beat, which I think works much better. You know, shout out to his mom. Uh, hopefully she's doing better. I think at the time she she might have been a little sick. I don't want to speak speak on that, but um, thank you, Channel 7, for coming through with that verse. It also, you know, it was touching to me because uh, I lost my mom uh, a few years ago. So rest in peace to my mom. So that's why that, ver that verse had to be on the album, man, because it was really, really uh, touched me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all the emotions of you moving and uprooting and everything. And uh, you can't help but think about the time you went through. And yeah, with, with what Channel Seven's going through, and obviously with yourself, with your mom's passing, yeah, and yeah, it's just it's rough, man. And Noel, who worked on your uh, Trollcar Alley, his his mom passed too. I mean, it just it's been rough, man. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm just glad that uh, I'm guessing it's like therapy to just do music like yeah, this and just kind of feel like you're you're releasing something, yeah. maybe. When he said he says on the track, you know, we got to give them their flowers while they're still here. That's some real talk, you know. That's exactly what we should be doing for our moms, you know. So anybody out there listening. You got a mom. I know Mother's Day is past. So don't only say, you know, I love you, mom, my Mother's Day. Say it throughout the year, you know, because you'll regret it if you don't, you know. Man. That's some real real talk right there, man, not to get too uh, deep on you. But, yeah, man, that's that's what I'm talking about. You know, no doubt at all. And like you said, Mother's Day just passed. And, yeah, those of us that are still lucky enough to have our moms with us and fathers, too, you know, definitely your wives. Yeah, shout yeah, out your, all the pops out there. Yeah, yeah husbands, you know, yeah. sons, daughters, all that friends you haven't i mean yes, that's sir. a crazy thing with this covid man just like i haven't seen I, I saw you one time since this whole thing started and you know there's a lot of <laughs> friends i haven't seen at all and i don't right. know when i'm gonna see them you know and it just it's just yeah, crazy it's, you know you, you got to reach out because yeah. eventually it's going to get to a point where you just don't talk to them anymore right good point yeah man speaking of crews you know friends and stuff the morlock crew many days oh yeah uh, wow, man, just some underground Dang. shit right here for that ass. So this is just right there for you. You know what? I want to shout out my man Prism, V Burrell, Machete, because these cats right here, I have known them longer than I've known you, man. I've known these guys since I'd like to say 97, 98, maybe. Yeah. Um, they, we met, we actually met up when I used to DJ for Erratic Static. Um, it was my first, my first time DJing at a club ever. They had a showcase, uh, Morlock Crew from uh, Humble Park. So the the uh, party we spun at was in Humble Park, and these guys showed up. They were they performed with Erratic Static. So they've been around a long time. Although you don't you might not see a lot of music from them online, they have been in Chicago uh, performing for a long time. As you know, Prism does his solo thing, but when they come together as a group. Oh man, they just kill it every time, man. That More joint came through for me on that one. Man. Yeah, that joint from the ground up with uh, Machete and uh, Prism. Oh my god, that might be Fire. my favorite. I I got to go back and play that album, but I I remember thinking at the time, like <laughs> of course, like you know, oh, Dirt Platoon, and that's my joint, no matter what. And then eventually, right. I think I got to a point where, nah, I think this might be my favorite song on here. Right. That one yeah, was man. just hard, and you got scratches on that one too, and. You know, salute all the albums yeah. you've made. And, uh, you know, you brought up DJing for Radic Statics. It's making me think about, you know, how long I've known you and why I know you in the first place. And it all connects to Shock G, <laughs> man. This is what's so crazy about all this. <laughs> I was I was wondering when you were going to bring that Now I was looking for the right I time, and I guess this is it, you know. Uh, so definitely salute <laughs> yes, to the Morlocks. You know, I'm a big fan of the Time Machine book and the movie. I know the reference. I don't know if there's a group called the right. Eloys out there, but big up to you guys if you got, a, <laughs> got anything coming out. <laughs> oh, wow. But, that um... Is. Yeah, so for those who don't know, I'm, I've known Real One here going back to, I, I don't know what exactly the year is, but I think it was 1999 because I took a picture of the tickets mm -hmm. when I first saw Digital Underground. 
And I don't know if you remember this, but I definitely do. It was at the Cubby Bear. For those who don't know, in Chicago, it's next to Wrigley Field where the Cubs play. Real One's favorite team. And uh, <laughs> and they did a show there. And I remember I bought a ticket. It was on a Sunday night. And I came all the way from where I live to go there. And they weren't going to perform. Somebody got sick. But you and Erratic Static still did your show because you guys opened for right. them. And I just remember right. this dude was cutting up Nas locked in a cell, locked in a cell for that um, that Erratic Static joint. Keep, uh, locks It Down, right? That was the name of the song? Yeah, Locks It Down. The Locks It Down Sweet. Uh, produced by Brother L, who also doesn't get enough props. Just props to him real quick. Yeah, he was, you know, Chicago icon as well. And uh, I remember uh, seeing you around the way at Columbia College. Like, yo, man, I saw you at that uh, Digital Underground show doing that thing with, you know, cutting up Nas. And, you know, we've been cool ever since. <laughs> but, you know, man. Digital Underground eventually did that show the next yeah. Thursday. So I went to that one as well. So I basically got two shows for the price of one. And, uh, you know, I oh, came oh. back, if you remember... It was like that Thursday so or something. I'm sorry. I, let me get this straight. So because my memory is bad. So we performed twice in the in the yeah at Cubby Bear because I remember, like I said, that, okay. yeah, like that Sunday I went, I, I showed up. I mean, this is before like the internet really was a thing. Mm-hmm. It's 1999, right. so you know Y2K. Oh, so I think it blew up or something, and you know we had to start all over. <laughs> but uh, <Right. laughs> Prince talked about it on some record in the 80s. But mm-hmm. uh, apparently. You know, somebody in Digital Underground was sick or whatever. I, I don't know. But you guys still performed, so I showed up. I mean, I might as well just drink a beer and hang right. out. And I think there's only like 30 people there. I don't remember a lot of people sticking around like, oh, there's no Humpty Hump. I'm right. going home. You know, goes back to that crowd right. of people who probably don't listen to the music and just want to hear the Humpty dance and get drunk. Exactly. So the ticket was still good for when Digital Underground actually honored it. And they, I want to say it was on a Thursday because at Columbia College, which is downtown Chicago, I hopped on the train after class had one of them like nine o'clock classes that ended and came right down. And as far mm-hmm. as I know, you guys opened for him again. So you guys had two nights. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Talk okay. about, you know, I'm, I'm giving history of how I know you, but it, I'm really trying to bring up the history of like working a show with Digital Underground and interactions with obviously Shock G, Money oh, B. I don't know who, it was a DJ Fuse. I don't know who their DJ was at the time for yeah, live DJ shows. Fuse. Okay. Right. I think last time I was on the show, I, I mentioned how, you know, with erratic static and also as a, as a, just a DJ, I would always bring my tables for all these groups. So, um, you know, got the table set up, you know, doing the sound check. DJ Fuse was right there with me checking the sound. I mean, it's funny because like you got legends right in your face, but you know, for me, I'm just kind of just being professional and, you know, I don't want to like ask for pictures or autographs. Erratic static, we do our show. We opened up for them. I, I, I do remember that show. It was packed. Um, everybody's going crazy. It was crazy. You know, I remember they're they pouring like yeah. alcohol on us. Like Shock G was shaking yeah. up champagne bottles crazy, and, and just, I had more fun at that show than probably any other show I had at, at any other show in the past, but go ahead, man. Yeah, it was very memorable. Um, you know, it, it's just crazy. A major group like that and they're performing Cubby Bear is not, it's, it's a good sized place, but it's not a major venue. So they're on like this little small stage, you know, just doing their thing. And um, after we were done with with Erratic Static set, I kind of just stood backstage, just stood on the side of the stage so I can watch them perform. And now this is kind of an embarrassing, not an embarrassing story, but um, I'm going to tell it anyways. There it <laughs> Rest is. Rest in peace, shock. Um, I just want to preface the story by saying when I grew up, uh, we didn't have, you know, MTV. We just had the box, uh, video music box where you would request songs. Um, I just want to preface my story by saying we would only have 
whatever they played on that. And I would have some magazines this whole time, you know, I'm watching, you know, digital underground perform shock G is doing his song. And then, you know, the lights cut out and he kind of steps to the side of the stage. Dude, I'm talking about like right next to me, like right next to me. <laughs> it's <a> true story, <laughs> bro. He puts on the nose, puts on the hat, puts on the coat. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I said, I said, I'm thinking to myself, and my eyes like open up, like, where the hell is, <laughs> true story, where the hell is Humpty Hump? It's <laughs> crazy. I know I know this is an embarrassing story, but I'm only telling this because Shock G did an excellent job at um, keeping those two separate when it was him. So he gets back on stage and does the Humpty dance. Crowd goes wild, man. And I don't, I can't even hear the crowd. I'm like in my own world, like, what the fuck, man? Like, and you got to imagine I'm 21 years old at the time and I'm, and I've been like lied to my whole, my, you know, for the past 10 years. <laughs> it's like finding out the Santa Claus so, isn't real. Humpty Hump's not real. It, it literally, <laughs> it literally happened. And I remember, um, I, I just, my mind was blown, man. And it was kind of embarrassing because I'd, I'd never, I think you were the only one I told. And I think I told you, um, not too long ago. I, I didn't tell this story for a long time because I was kind of embarrassed. Like, how did I not know that? I was just. You know, I would I would buy the cassettes. I would um, you know read magazines, and if you remember the magazine, he would have somebody dressed up like like Hump, you know, or he. I think he said his cousin would. would yeah, Muddy B, who was shows. on here uh, last yeah. year, almost exactly a year ago, and I replayed some of it a couple episodes back. He right. talked about how his brother, who looked just like him, would yeah, basically put on that. the gear, and if you watch some videos like Same Song, which is an obvious one. There's a shot right. where they're both together. Well, obviously something's going on. There's no CGI, so they're doing something. <laughs> so yeah, they yeah. a lot of times on shows they'd have his brother or somebody else put on the whole getup yeah. and just stand on stage and right. and then it goes back to what I said before, man. I mean the years change in, in hip hop right. music, and we're only talking about 1999. That record Humpty Dance was big, maybe 10 years before. So depending on when exactly. you first discovered yeah. Digital Underground, if you're right. finding them out. A little bit after their their peak, you're not like right. you know acknowledging everything about them. You just like, oh, they had a couple songs that's really popular, and, and now I'm on stage next to them. It's you know bonkers and like holy shit, that's a dude. That's not the dude I thought. Yeah, so I can't I can't <laughs> really just, call you out on that, man, because they did that to everybody. Yeah, it's just crazy that it was like right in my face. I mean, I thought I was in a safe place where I wouldn't be in their way, <laughs> you know, where I wouldn't be in his way. But he like literally stepped down the stairs of the stage where I was standing, like grabbed something right there that was next to the stairs and put it on. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And, and my mind was blown, man. And I was like, okay, there it is. That's that's Humpty Hump. All that these is, years, I was wrong. That's <laughs> so crazy, man. I, I, yeah, man. All right, stop what you're doing. Move out the way, real one. Like, it's just like I can't yeah. even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Or realness, yeah, right? Man. That was your name back then. You weren't known as DJ Real. I think one. I was still the realness, man. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes, sir. That is the the realness got pushed aside for the fakeness being exactly. not really a, <laughs> Humpty Hump's not real. For anybody out there still believes in the Easter bunny and 
you know, whatever. It's funny because I think this is the third time on your show that you've mentioned that uh, that this uh, different differentiating the two. So, yeah, and I, I know you told the story before about the turntables too, where the the DJ from them uh, or somebody was kind of complaining about how you were handling the tables. But I don't know, I don't remember the whole story necessarily about Humpty Hump, how you found out like that, like right in your face, where most of us have read yeah, it in a magazine or saw some interview right. somewhere where he just admitted it. Or somebody like Tom Brokaw, yeah, yeah, he's not really a real guy, right? You know, it's like, oh <laughs> shit, it's on sixty minutes, it's yeah, legit. Man. You know, I don't know, I don't even know how I know. I have no idea why I know. Crazy, <laughs> man. So yeah, salute yeah. to Shock G. You know, another legend yeah, we lost, peace, man. Yeah. I gotta go back to those days too. You know, you posted a picture. I think it was on Instagram. You don't do Facebook these days, so I'm pretty sure it was on Instagram. You have a picture right. with Most Deaf. I have no idea what the hell <laughs> happened. Why you have a picture of most deaf? Yeah, what year it is? I have no idea what's going on, man. <laughs> what is that picture? Yeah, and what happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, that's another one. Uh, I'd say that was probably a few years later, uh, maybe two thousand. I'd like to say two thousand one, maybe. Um, back then, I used to do a street team promotion with my man Sang. Uh, you know, I don't know if Sang even listens to the podcast, but if he does, uh, that's another legend in the Chicago game. For yeah, promotion. promoting big time. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Sang. So he would always, um, you know, organize sh- shows. If he wasn't or- the organizer, he would be the promoter. I used to have a big uh, Dodge Durango back then. I don't know if you remember that. It was huge. Yeah. Um, had the sound system in there. You know, it was always. That was know, definitely nice a truck. car that you, you had yeah. to make sure <laughs> cops weren't around because they might. <laughs> Just because of the way it looked, right? Pretty much, man. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, Sang hit me up. Uh, he's like, man, you know, um, I'm going to need a favor from you. Is there any way you can uh, pick up most deaf uh, from the airport? Um, <laughs> That's maybe, crazy. <laughs> maybe take them take to dinner uh, before the show and then afterwards drop them off. Like, am I really going to say no to that? Now, know? what year is this exactly? Um, like, where's most deaf in the timeline of his career, like his popularity? Uh, is this after he's, the Black Star album? And yeah, yeah, he's huge. It's after the Black Star album. I'm not sure what it might have been. Actually, I'm sorry, I don't know the exact year, but it was probably whenever the Miss Fat Booty uh, came out. That album, man. So that to me is like um, his peak. You know, Black on Both yeah, Sides. That album peak. is, you know, yeah, yeah, okay. So he's he wasn't getting like a limo or anything like that. He was still living that <laughs> life. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Um, yeah, so. I picked him up. Uh, it was him and I think maybe two other guys. And I believe Sang uh, had somebody else. So they had a crew of about four people, maybe uh, four or five guys. So we had two two vehicles pick him up. The original I Uber. We, yeah, the original <laughs> Uber, exactly. <laughs> I think we took him to that, that spot. I'd, I'd like to say the dog stop over there on Clark Street by Gramophone Records. Um, don't quote me on that. But, yeah, we went there, took him for – for some uh, some dinner, and then took him to the show, and uh, I don't know where that picture came from, but before we left for the hotel, I made sure I said, "Hey man, can I get a uh, picture real quick?" So that's in the underground of House of Blues. There's like an underground dock there where they drop off all the artists. So that's where that picture was taken at, and um, most Def was down to earth, very cool. Um, didn't think he was any kind of celebrity just like a regular dude yeah that was a legendary picture and a, a legendary uh that's crazy great memory for me i gotta ask did so, you like um 
did you clean the car before you went to go get them? Did you like gas it up? Of course. Did you like <laughs> what was this? Did you have you know yeah. the Black Star album or whatever like in the in the CD player or whatever you might have had at the time in the car? Like were you ready? Like okay, no, I gotta impress man. this dude. You know, I gotta make sure he knows. <laughs> That's funny, man. Now I think if any if anything, you know me, I probably have one of my mixtapes in there. Oh, and, even uh, better. Was, yeah. Yeah. Right. Was playing my own my own stuff. You know, it's a shame that I wasn't uh, I wasn't making beats back then because you already know. I would have uh, hit him up for. I mean, I don't know if you watched the Chappelle show, but there's that famous skit where he's rhyming over a beat that Chappelle's playing in the car. It's before that. Mm. What's that dude's name who has the karaoke driving show or whatever? Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does that now. But I mean, to me, Chappelle did it first. And most of doing that song, um, what was that song off his second album? Uh, Come Close, I think the name of the record was. Dang, da da dang, da dang. And it. And that'd have been cool if like, you're driving and Moses is like, oh, I like that beat you're playing. Let me let me <laughs> rhyme real quick over that. You know, it'd have been the very first DJ yeah, Real One man. production. You know, and you know it's crazy because we say this every time. I'm actually sick of talking about it, but it's a damn shame that we did not have uh, camera phones back then. I know, I, I know, you say it on every show. Yeah. I'm gonna say it again because, dude, trust me, man. I I've, I've been around legends in the game, and it would, you know, I'd love to have pictures with all of them. You know, so. Yeah, 78 sucks, used to man. give me a hard time because I would tell him, like, yeah, I've seen Run DMC six times. And, you know, yeah. I've seen LL yeah. was my first concert and all this stuff. And he's like, why don't you have any pictures? I'm like, because it was the 90s. Because he right. didn't have cameras. Exactly. There were no phones. Even in the early exactly. 2000s, you had to mm-hmm. bring a, uh, like, a disposable camera or something. I didn't own a camera. Are you joking? Like, right. I was all you about getting. for it. Yeah, right. You had to go to Walgreens, Walgreens and pay like they were like fifteen bucks. They were expensive for those disposable cameras, you know. I'll never forget this because you hooked me up with a ticket for it. It was that that DJ battle, that Gangstar. The only time I ever seen Gangstar perform at the House yeah, of Blues. We about that one, yeah. Dandy Automator right. was there. DMC hosted it, and right. I got Guru to sign the ticket. But I'll never forget, mm-hmm. like he was taking mad pictures with people, and I didn't have a camera or anything, so right. I could have had a picture yeah. with Guru. But because I didn't have a camera or I didn't know these people who were taking pictures and be like, yeah, can you email me that or forward me that? You know, that's what you would do yeah, now. Yeah. Hopefully that that person would do it. But, yeah, right. you're screwed, man. So, yeah, that era, shout man. Out all, shout out to all those uh, those people who were smart enough to have cameras back then. Well, it's crazy. With Shock G passing, my sister Jessie, she posted a bunch of pictures from the show that we went yeah. to to see Digital Underground like three or four years after the one I'm talking okay. about with you. And there's a bunch of pictures mm-hmm. of Shock on stage and money B and stuff. And I'm like, I never even seen these pictures. I'm like, where the hell did you find these? And they're, you know, they've yeah, just been developed great. and sitting in an album for years and years. And it's right. just crazy. Cause we met them after the show. And again, no pictures, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, yeah. ah, just pictures of right. them performing is it wasn't the whole selfie era. And I'm putting it on exactly. Instagram 10 seconds later. Exactly. Man. So you met some legends, man. That's pretty cool. You, you're in a car with most deaf Taking them to spots. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I know. Man. Speaking of, uh, you know, Chicago artists, you know, that you've worked with, going back to the album now, Direct Flight. You got to talk about this joint with uh, Black Flight and Drake Hobbs. This one right here okay. could have been me. This is, we're going to play this one later on, but this one right here, the, for the climate we're living in, man, this is the song yeah. we need to hear. I can't even stress that enough. You know, this was actually made when I was still in Chicago. So this is one of the few songs, I, if if not the only song on the album that was made during uh, COVID and also during the Black Lives Matter movement. I'd like to say July, July of 2020, maybe um, before I moved out here, I had sent this 
this beat to uh, Dre. I had already had that that intro part. With, that's actually from WGN News. I, I don't know if I should say that or not. Hopefully they never hear it. But <laughs> <laughs> shout out Judy Wang. But um, I shouldn't say that right now. Man, you're saying everything. It was, it was on a Tuesday at oh. a 9 o'clock, uh, 9.23. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> 9 o'clock news. But yeah, man, I was watching the news and, you know, there was a lot of protesting going on in Chicago. Um, it got kind of carried away with, uh, you know, windows getting broken and, you know, fires and everything. So I heard that and I was like, man, I'm, this I had already made a beat, but I said, I'm going to put this on top of the beat. I'm going to send it over to my man, you know, see what he thinks about it. And I didn't hear back from him for about a month or so. And I know he wanted to record at my crib in my studio but um i was still going through this possible job loss thing and covid was going on so i wasn't really having anyone come over to record at the time so he sends it to me maybe i can't i don't know the timeline maybe august maybe and um i was like wow this is amazing these guys really killed it uh they spoke exactly what i wanted them to talk about i didn't tell them what to write you know when i send beats to artists i don't tell them anything you know um but he got the vibe you know he got the vibe and he did his thing, uh, Drake House, Black Flag Sean, sent it back to me. I, I was kind of blown away. The only problem was, you know, I had this transition going on, so I wasn't working on any material. I had nothing coming out. And I did not want to let this sit around for too long because, you know, it had to be heard. Right. Uh, so, Dre, so Drake Cobbs came out with his album, Back From The Stars, and I listened to it, and it wasn't on there. <laughs> And I was it's like, crazy. oh, wow. I, I was like, wow, he didn't put it on there. So I, I hit him up. I said, hey, man, uh, are you going to use that? And I think he said he, he might be using it for his next album. So I asked him, I said, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about putting something out. Can I use this for my project? And he said, yeah, man, go ahead. So here it is literally almost a year later that the song was made. And um, it's still relevant, which is a damn shame, number one. The, the release date is very, you know, good timing with what's going on right now, as it's still not changed. I mean, we know nothing's going to change that fast, but it's just a song that needs to be made. It needs to be heard. And um, with the conviction of the, Derek, was it? I don't even care about his name, Derek Chauvin. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, that dude. Whatever, whoever that dude is. I don't want to put his name out there. We should be putting George Floyd's name out there right. instead. Uh, so rest in peace, George Floyd, who is also from Houston. So right. Exactly. The, the timing, the timing is perfect. And it's, you know, it's definitely a great song. Very uh, positive. I, I guess you could feel the passion. It's positive message. And it's something that's been said. They're not the first ones to say, you know, speak on, you know, on this type of climate that we're in. Everybody's speaking on it. But if you hear it, you'll you'll know what's going on. You'll feel the passion. And, and when he's um, saying it could have been me. I mean, you just feel that. Because you're thinking like, yeah, I mean, he That's could have been I'm the saying, one man. that exactly. this happened to. And it, it's even more right. emotional when it's somebody we know is talking exactly. about this. I mean, we know right. George Floyd by, you know, obviously everything that happened. And, but we don't know him personally. But Drake Hobbs is telling yeah. you, like, this could have happened to me. It affects him on a level that we can never relate to. And, right. and right. you know, it's, it's just crazy with all that's going on. And But, man, yeah. that song just really hits hits um, hits you in that spot. And uh, it, like you said, it's important. Yeah. It, it's it's always going to be an important song, but right now, yeah, you're right. The timing, it's got to come out. Drake Cobbs, yeah, man. He, you know, rest in peace, Breonna Taylor, uh, George Floyd. I mean, he, he names names. I mean, he, he lets it be known. George Floyd, I think I want to put this out there because a lot of people don't know this, but George Floyd was actually a screw rapper. So he was down with DJ Screw's click, and he does have, he was called Big Floyd. That was his uh, his name. So he does have some freestyles over 
DJ Screw tapes. Um, so rest in peace to him. He was part of the hip hop scene as well. So he had a talent and, you know, it's sad that he's gone now, but we're going to keep his name uh, out there. No doubt. We're going to let it be known. No and doubt. Let it be known that this this stuff has to stop out here. You know. Right. And it doesn't stop with him. Of course, we got so many others that justice needs to be served exactly. for. And obviously we, right. we don't want to ever see this stuff ever again, but we know that's unrealistic, unfortunately. But man, yeah, right. that song. We're going to play it in here. We're going to play it for you guys. You guys will definitely get to hear it. And uh, it's just powerful stuff, man. I mean, this whole album, it literally is a, a journey because you've got a lot of instrumental tracks and you talk about the different uh, airports and locations. And then you've got songs that are intertwined in between to kind of remind you, like, you know, where, where things are at, you know, in the, in the world today. And just and then just some straight, you know, verses, you know, just straight taking people out on tracks. Uh, yeah. Talk about the cover art, man. I mean, that's a cool cover. I've never seen anything like that one on an album anytime soon. That's that's a pretty dope cover. Did you do all that to, or did somebody help you with that? How did that work out? Yeah, of course. Uh, our cover guy, our design guy, uh, Catch Twenty Two, over at Head Knock Records. Um, he is always doing most most of the covers. I think he did them. Not all of them. He did most of them. I told him what I wanted. We kind of went back and forth, and what I was going for was kind of like a retro airline vibe. As you'll see, if if anyone follows me on IG. DJ Rio O-N-E, you'll see some of the posts I do. They're going to start coming out this week. I kind of did like a retro airline feel, kind of like 1950s, the good old days of flying. I like guess, those TWA uh, ads and stuff, <laughs> yeah. like you'd see those old posters. People smoking on, people smoking on airplanes. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's what I was going for. And he got the image. Uh, you see the man on the front, you know, where the people used to carry your bags, uh, the bellhops, I guess they were called. You know, the guy got the turntable in his hand. You got another one, Head Knock Records logo on it. And then you got the skyline of Chicago in the background. That's the most important part. So it basically represents me leaving Chicago. Very sad, by the way. This album kind of represents that direct flight that I took down here, you know. So um, I think that's what we were going for. And I think you did a good job. The next album might be called Layover or something. Maybe you have another. another... I'll keep the theme going. Yeah, yeah maybe but... so. You know, I mean, yeah. you're a cat that flies a lot. And obviously yeah. these days, not as much as you would like, but I know of, we'll, right. you'll get back to it. You'll be back to doing yeah. your thing, going to different exactly. countries and cities and stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm right. excited to get on a plane again. Uh, I'm guessing that planes probably are more safe than anywhere else because they circulate the air inside the plane. That's what I've been reading and hearing. And if there's any place that you should feel a little bit more comfortable with all that's going on, a plane might be one of them, as opposed to like getting yeah. on a dirty bus or something. <laughs> Yeah, they got like some special filter on there that really cl- cleans the air. So I think it's a, it's not as uh, you know, dangerous as people think. Plus, they they still have the mask mandate. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, which, by the way, I'm not going to lie. It sucks, man. Being on the, a plane with the mask on is, is brutal. Um, yeah. So uh, hopefully by 2022, hopefully we'll be back to normal. Who knows? No doubt Who about knows? it. For heads listening... Where can they find this album, man? And you've got a lot of records, man. I don't want to just only talk about Direct Flight. I mean, you did Universal Law, yeah. Trollcar Alley we talked about from the ground up. I know I'm missing a bunch. 
Um, yeah, talk about all the projects, man, where they could find them and how they could follow you. Yeah, man. Um, basically, you can follow me on IG. That's my headquarters. Um, just type in DJ Real One and DJ Real O N E, not the number one DJ Real O N E. Follow me on IG. But uh, for those of you who are not on there, you can easily go to uh, Apple Music, Spotify, iTunes, and just type in Direct Flight for the new album, or you can just type in uh, DJ Real One, and I should pop up. And I think I talked about this last time I was on the show. There are apparently there's other DJ Real Ones on um, these these music players. I am the original one and should be the only one. Let it be known. Uh, so what what's going to happen, I'm just going to tell the listeners this, what's going to happen when you type in DJ Real One, if it doesn't come up for me, it's going to be some goofy dude who does not make hip hop. <laughs> they don't make hip hop. I mean, no disrespect to that dude, but um, he doesn't make hip hop. It's some crazy music. So you're going to tell right away that you're listening to the wrong person. So go ahead and uh, just type in DJ Real One on any of your music player. You should be able to find me. Yeah, check out the new album, Direct Flight, man. That's that's how we do it. Yeah, and I, I love that Bandcamp app. I have it on the phone and you know oh, definitely I about Bandcamp, Bandcamp yeah. is a place to be. I mean, all these artists that we have on here, yeah. I don't think any of them don't have a Bandcamp and it seems like that's the yeah, better I, place to, to support artists, if not directly. I'm also on there, yeah. I forgot to say Bandcamp. Yeah, Bandcamp of course, DJ Real one on there too. Yeah, definitely Bandcamp is really good to artists. You know, they've been having a Bandcamp Friday where artists get uh, I believe it's ninety five or hundred percent of the the price. So if you pay $10 for an album, I get $10 as opposed to iTunes or Spotify, where you pay $10 for an album, I get 50 cents. Are you know? serious? So damn, yeah, you get like 0. 0.003 cents per play. One thing I want to mention, I got to shout out one more person on the album, my man, Spirit King, the God, Spirit Jalia, you know, he is the man because he refuses to go on spotify itunes he does not put his music out there at all he only does his own website and he's a very talented artist and he wants to be control of his music and not have somebody else paying in 0. 0.003 Man, cents for, there you for something that's worth more than that so shout out him um his movement is is uh very strong right now he just did a project where he charged a hundred dollars for his album and i know it's crazy but nipsey hustle did the same thing and uh you know just Trying, trying something new, you know. Those Griselda guys are doing that too. It seemed like they're always putting out these albums that cost like money that I never would pay for an album. But there's only so oh, many of them, it. and yeah. if you bought it, you had like one of thirty or some craziness. Yeah. Well, like my man Channel Seven said, you know, you can't put a price on art. You know, it's just the the stuff that we're doing here is coming from our heart and soul. You know, so how can you you know give point zero zero three cents for that? You know, it's just nuts. Yeah, the stuff I've heard with Spotify. I mean, right. th this podcast is on there, and I don't get paid, so it's not really a concern for right. me. But you're right for the artists that put right. out music, and you know, I, not not to call out Spotify, but I do hate when I click on Spotify to listen to a song, but I've got to play like all these other ones before I get to the one I actually want to hear. <laughs> and then man, there's like the advertisement, and then I got dismissed, and it's like, man, it's nuts. I, is there another? Is there a direct flight way to get to <laughs> your record? Like, I don't want to go on Spotify. <laughs> No, no disrespect right. to Spotify. It's just it's harder yeah, right. to navigate through there if you don't pay, and that's exactly. that's what happens. So, man, right. real one. This is the longest one yeah, you've been man. on here so far. I'm looking at the counter. 
So I'm trying to break the record. Man. Hey, it's going to be hard, man. You guys start talking about the yeah, Bears man. or something. <laughs> it's, that's what Greenweeds did. He just started talking about that's sports. Funny. I'm like, whoa, where does this come from? All right, we're talking sports now for 25 minutes. <laughs> one, one thing, we did not mention it, but I would like to congratulate you for not talking about AJ Styles. Oh, on man. But I'm gonna assume I'm gonna assume oh. that as soon as I hang as soon as I hang up, Yay. you're gonna say, and and before we go, I gotta talk about the SmackDown this week. Oh shit! You know what? I <laughs> will say. I listen, man. Yeah, here's the thing. I I haven't really. I I've actually been saying this to myself because you know, I listen to myself talk. That's what this show is. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's like crazy. But I haven't done a lot of wrestling talk on here. If you've noticed, it's kind of gone right. down. And it's not because I don't like it anymore. It's more because hip hop taking over. It's 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 that's Hip-hop what it is, is man. <laughs> uh, the Walking Dead is still there. I did talk about Fear the Walking Dead on an episode recently, and I did talk about actually the one I just released. I do talk about Macho Man because I said on there I sh- I shouldn't be spoiling it for you because you haven't heard it yet. I'm going to listen to his album and review it. Right. Silence. <laughs> it's like, like nothing real. It's got nothing. You got that that's vinyl? Insane, do you have that man. vinyl copy of the Macho Man album? I, I'm speechless, man. <laughs> well, because I was watching his biography. See, this is what you did. You brought it up. And I was watching the yeah, biography. Uh, that's my, I'm so stupid, man. <laughs> no, nah, it's okay. No, I'm, I'm going to make it quick because I, I know this ain't your thing at all. But I'm such a big fan of him. And I was like, yeah, that dude had an album. And you know why I never played it? Because I take my hip-hop seriously. And I didn't want to listen to some novelty bullshit. So I never played right. it ever. I don't know anything right. about it. I mean, honestly, I, I don't even know what it sounds like. Right. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe just for fun. I'll play this damn album and talk about it. I know it's going to be like garbage. I'm already expecting it to be, but uh-huh. you know, it's funny though, man. That's a good, a good idea though. I mean, I definitely, I definitely want to state I was a kid at the time. So of course, you know, I know about Macho Man Hulk, you know, of course I know that's, that's my era, you know? So I right. want to hear this, this, re- this review is going to be hilarious, man. I can't wait. It's going to be something. Oh yeah. Get on the mic and drop a hot 16. I, I, <laughs> I talked about it in the last yeah. episode. I do hate, you could probably speak on this a little bit. I do hate when like athletes or actors just think they can make a rap album because it's Tuesday and they want to. Like, I don't like that. Right. Like, to me, exactly. there's a, like you just said with channel seven, you know, a lot of work it's put into this. There's, there's, there's a, there's an art to this. This is a, it's an art form. There's a talent. You can't just like right. step in the studio, put on some headphones and just start saying words that rhyme together and think that it's good like that. And right. I'm not trying to disrespect him. I'm just saying like that happens all too often that people think like, oh, I'll just make a rap album. It's so easy. No, it's not. You can make a bad <laughs> rap album. I can make a bad rock album. I don't know how to play guitar. I'm sure I can make a real <laughs> shitty rock album tonight. But guess yeah, what? I'm not going to do. Exactly. Not going to do that because right. there's no reason. Right. So. <laughs> That's funny. Man. But if you got that vinyl copy, man, let me get it from you so I could hear this thing because I don't know how I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, not gonna, man, I'm not going to pay for time. it. <laughs> next time you're in town, I'll, I'll let you borrow it. Man, you know it's gonna, <laughs> dude. You know it's going to happen. You're going to walk into a record store in Houston, and sure enough, that fucker's going to see be, it. You're going to see it and be like, man, <laughs> I got to cop course. this for this dude. It's it's in the bargain bin. It's eighty nine cents. It's yours, of man. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be on the hunt, man. I'm gonna look out for you, man. Thanks. Salute a real one, the real one, DJ. Real one is on the Infinite Banter podcast, man. This is great, dude, because this is not just like having you know. Sometimes when I have these guests, I'm like, man, what am I going to ask them? It's easy. I had like some questions printed out, but most of them were just off the top of the dome because I know you like that. I don't have to 
do a bunch of like, so what's your influence and uh, how'd you get started? You don't have to do all that stuff, man. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> what's your name again? Yeah, how'd you I, come up with that name? You know, what's your favorite food? I appreciate you, man. Yeah. I, like I said before, you, you know, I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, I appreciate what you do. You give a platform for artists like myself, you know, people who might not have that, that platform. Uh, you're providing that for us. So thank you, man. Infinite banter, uh, doing your thing, man. Keep it up. Yeah, no doubt, man. And uh, now we get back to our regularly scheduled program. I'm talking about Walking Dead and AJ Styles. So a real one can uh, feel like he's on the right show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yo, man. Salute, real one. Thank you so much, dude. And everybody out there, go follow real one and go cop that new album, Direct Flight. You're going to hear three songs from that album right here on this show today. But definitely go cop that album and all the other stuff you've done, man. So many. Hey, hey, by the way, is there anything in the future coming up with you and Dre Cobbs or anybody like that? You got anything in the works? You know, me and Dre are always in communication. Uh, you know, it's not going to stop. Just because I'm out here, the music won't stop. Uh, he did uh, mention that he may re-release Universal Law. when we might, we might add some more tracks on there, some unreleased joints. And uh, hopefully we can do a Fountain of Truth uh, Volume 2 eventually once i get my studio up and running but for me the next project i'm probably going to work on will be with uh catch 22 we might do a styles united part two which would be more on the instrumental tip nice so we love our instrumentals we, we love doing those for people um but i also love to do uh i also love to do the um the music with artists you know that's that's my favorite thing sometimes it's difficult but it's it's fun you know man no so doubt keep, man I'm just glad yeah, follow that follow Headknock Records too, man. Follow yes, Headknock Records, man. You know, definitely. Salute to Headknock Records. Follow them on all streaming platforms, digital platforms. Yeah, Headknock Records have been putting out some heat. You know, that 78 record that came out last month and Catch 22. Yeah, and man. I don't know, who am I forgetting? There's so many, so many projects that, yeah. you know, Headknock and Catch, Real One, all you guys have been working on. So there's a lot of good music out there, man. You just got to find it. And just keep your ear to yeah. the streets because that's where it's at. And the tweets, exactly. as you used to say. Uh, <laughs> <keep> yeah. <laughs> number one in the tweets. Man. There it is. So, yeah. <laughs> man, salute, dude. Thank you so much for coming on here. I, I feel like it was an easy book, man. I didn't have to ask you too hard. Um, it was like, yeah, hey. man, I, I appreciate you. Yeah. You want to come on this it's dumb always, show? It's always fun, man. Yeah. Always fun to be on here, man. Yeah. yeah, I might be busy next time. You know, a lot of shows have been contacting me, trying to book me. There it is. So it's, <laughs> there it play, is. You know I'm playing, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, you know me. I, I kind of just do my own thing, man, you know. So uh, I love being on Infinite Banter. I, I don't talk much, man. So this is always a good thing. Dude, you're Anybody already doing it. Right now it's yeah. at hour 47. So you've definitely been talking a yeah. lot more than normal, you know. I talk more with my music, you know. So I, I don't really go on online talk i'm not one of those djs like yeah yeah new new shit new shit you know i don't shout on the mic <laughs> so uh this is the most people are going to hear me for another year hopefully i'll be back sooner than that there it but, is uh, man. One, once again man i appreciate you man for real thank you yeah the next one you'll be on a on an actual airplane you know doing the, the interview you call <laughs> me from like you know i don't know bombay or korean air yeah, or something like yeah I'm, I'm up here in first class <laughs> sipping on some right. moets let me go ahead and talk to you exactly. real quick about this new album I just produced in the in the bathroom here on the on the airplane. <laughs> That's how I do it. I'm up here. This is the new new studio. New Steve. <laughs> Man. Nice. Big up again, real. We'll definitely uh check out this direct flight album. If we're heads out there, go cop it, go listen. 
Don't sleep. Thank you. No doubt, man. Always, always a great time talking to my guy, DJ Real One. We go way back, so a lot to talk about. We could probably talk another couple hours easily. And, you know, he brought it up, so I guess I'm going to have to do it, you know, later on in the show. No, no, <laughs> I'll do it right now. AJ Styles is the tag team champions for Raw, in case Real One was wondering. So I got to bring that up. He won it at WrestleMania with his guy Omos. And uh, Walking Dead is returning on August 22nd for a 24 episode final season so they're gonna break it up in three increments of eight so that'd be pretty cool and it's high wrestling and walking dead all together real one your favorite this past pay-per-view backlash actually it's called wrestlemania backlash there was a lumberjack match for those who don't know that means when there's a match going on there's a bunch of wrestlers on the outside to make sure they don't run away well they were all dressed up like zombies and it was bizarre for the match between the miz and damian priest so there you go, real one. There's your uh, wrestling and Walking Dead discussion that you so much wanted, and now you got it. <laughs> Let's get back on track, get back on another flight. Now we're going to another area here. We're taking a direct flight right now. I guess we're going on a time machine because we're going with the Morlocks right here. The Morlock crew, many days, from DJ Real One's new album, Direct Flight, here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Morlock crew, baby. Morlock crew, baby. Pure fire. Yeah, we purifiers. Never get tired. Yo, yo, yo. I'm Lucifer's execution, a beautiful like Medusa was light infused in a fuselage, exhuming the new mirage, the sewer god, swinging scimitar, squad full of sinister challengers. Fine cannibals. The sermon is filled with vermin. Emerge from a sea of serpents to a furnace city burning, eternally turning. In these circles permanently, the firmament yearning with me, trying to master the grief. Dying in peace, splash of relief. Hands on my knees, vomiting bleach. We all seek where the violence takes us. Annihilation in this oasis with vacant precipitation. No escaping the bitter taste. I disengage this engagement, being replaced. It's the fragrance that permeates. What awaits are the pearly gates or the voids embrace. Either way, we're all tired like the fucking world on fire. I've been grieving for many days, many days. For the state of hip hop, the king in many ways, many ways. Let me display, let me display for a chosen few who feel the same way. I've been grieving for many days, many days. The crown on my head is fixed with razor blades. Many ways, many ways. Let me display as I rise from the grave. A beast, you look afraid. No, it's real. Enough with all the denial, it's like real hip-hop As we know it is on trial in the way I think it possibly could be a good thing We should've known after all this time hip-hop would change But no, I can't take some of this garbage I'm plugged up in the matrix where it is fakeness they harvest I see through the darkness with the passion and strength to harness I am impenetrable to it, to me it's harmless But what about all the other countless souls Countless souls who were falling under control From the images they witness and what's on the radio Yo, I make a change by changing it, I'm crazy Joe I studied the music so that I understand the formula You drop lyricism on it like rain, that's how I storm on ya You're baptized, I'm kicking the fat vibe Gone rap, try, all my people they know I rap fly Well in fact I'm about to hit you with the cacti When I rap I leave you with multiple black eyes lyrically 
You don't want it physically, cause I'm down the rumble Recognize my history from the park of Humboldt I've been grieving for many days, many days For the state of hip-hop, the Kang in many ways Many ways, let me display, let me display For a chosen few who feel the same way I've been grieving for many days, many days The crown of my head is fixed with razor blades Many ways, many ways, let me display As I rise from the grave of beasts, you look afraid Yeah Ain't no need to be scared Be the more lot cruel Real one on the track V-Burrell on the raps Prison Puerto Ricanism Shy Lee, what up? Hold it down for the shy sound <laughs> Come on, come on, come on Yo, yo, check, check, one, two, this is Catch-22 coming at you live and direct, and you're listening to my man, DJ Soundwave, Infinite Banter. Don't sleep on it, kid. Once you're done listening to the Infinite Banter podcast, make sure you go check out my friends over at the Dumb Found Dead podcast. Do you enjoy dark comedy, puns, and laughter? If so, come join two good brothers, John and Patrick, as we discuss some of the craziest ways people die. That's so bizarre, strange, and borderline comical, that'll leave you dumbfounded. You can follow this podcast on all major platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. And make sure to follow us on social media on Instagram at the Dumbfounded Pod and on Twitter at TDFDPod. And remember, think ahead, don't be dumbfounded. Yo, what's good, man? It's your boy Lennox Hughes here with DJ Soundwave on Infinite Banter, man. Checking in. Time for you to leave, assholes. That is Kirk Acevedo telling me to get the hell out of here. That is exactly what I'm going to do. But before I do that again, big thanks to my guy, DJ Real One. You heard two songs so far. We're going to play one more to leave you with at the end of the show here. But yeah, really, really honored to have him on. And that album, go cop it. Direct Flight. Some other albums you guys need to look up right now and check out. That King Mighty 2 album with King Micah the Infamous and Mighty Healthy. One of my favorite albums I've heard this year so far. Definitely go check that out. Go check out my man Lennox Hughes. His new album. Thanks for checking out the Infinite Banter Podcast. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Infinite Banter Podcast. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts as well as Podchaser. And listen to the show on all digital platforms like places like Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, etc. Go on YouTube, type in Infinite Banter, check out clips from past guests and all that. Definitely appreciate everybody for listening to the show. Once again, check out that new album from DJ Real One, Direct Flight, available on Bandcamp. Got some great features on here, some great instrumental tracks. Really one of the best albums I've heard this year, so definitely don't sleep. Let's leave you with one last song. This is featuring Drake Cobbs, who's been on the show before, and Black Flight Sean. This is Could Have Been Me. We talked about this one in the interview, and definitely, definitely an important song going on right now with everything that's happening, as well as anytime. This is going to be one of those songs that you're going to listen to five years from now, and you're like, man, they really spoke on some truth back then. Definitely, without a doubt. So stay tuned for that coming up right here. That's the end of the show. Thanks again for checking it out. Here is Could Have Been Me, DJ Real One, Drake Cobbs, Black Flight Sean on the Infinite Banter Podcast. And until I do another one of these, I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Escalating just before midnight, something startled this crowd, sending people running. There were lots of
Taylor, they murdered a queen. It's an attack on the melanated. Dylan Roof shot up a church and the race is celebrated. Eric Gardner and George Floyd. I can't breathe. And if I can't breathe, then you can't breathe. If I die, they get paid leave. Families left to grieve. And you wonder why we say fuck the police? It's the black lives I see murdered on the TV. They raced and pillaged to control our village. Now they video to show the killers. If you black, they paint you as the village. How would you feel if we went in your neighborhood and started lynching? Set up shops and made millions. I don't you think they, they would be too forgiving. Pay attention while the truth is spitting. It's the reason why the truth is hidden. So we can't reach our true fulfillment. So let's arm up. Cause Amon Aubrey, yeah, that could have been me. Fred Hampton, yeah, that could have been me. Left him dead in the street. Infinite Banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.